I do. And I don't. It's another Monday, ladies and gentlemen, and we're here with a very special episode that I was not, uh, like, my arm is not tied behind my back. Uh, what's it? Don't twist your arm. What is it, Kat? What, what did you do to me to make this happen? I forget. <laughs> anyway, um, we are here with a special guest. And, of course, my regular uh, co-host, Kat Skinner. Um, Kat, do you want to introduce our special guest? Because um, I feel like you may have... Did you write up a, a thing? So we have a really special guest today. And uh, this person someone I've mentioned a few times on this podcast because she is an amazing teacher in my own world. Um, there are a few people who I like to lean into to sort of expand and broaden the things that I feel called towards. And Jenny has been fundamental in my own journey towards deeper spirituality and wisdom. Um, she's a mama, a life giver, a death dealer, a love maker, a wee weaver, storyteller, truth speaker, peace seeker. And she's been exploring what it is to be a human in this world for 42 years. So um, can I catch up? So you're a wee, wee a wee weaver. So you, you're able to <laughs> weave web wee, weaver. Web. What did oh, you write down? I like the wee weaver. There's a typo. But but that's <laughs> that's nothing. What about the death giver? What was that one? Death dealer. Dealing in death. Yes. Yep. Part of the work that I do is um, what they would call like a um, a death midwife. So mm. when people are transitioning. I sit with them and their families. Interesting. Yeah. Is, so. Okay. That's, uh, I feel like, is there n- another word for that? Um, They're in, is, what, is there, is that, are they in hospice? Is that a thing? Sometimes. Sometimes they're at home. Okay. Um, I work a lot um, in the realm of cancer, people that have cancer. Mm-hmm. And so um, a lot of my students and clients um, end up, transitioning from the cancer and so because I have created a relationship with them and their families while they were in treatment uh, or processing the illness uh, they I've been asked to be with them and so it just became a thing and like how like how long of a how long do you sit with them like I mean how long how early do they know like is sometimes this process like months or is it usually like days or weeks or like where does the where does a sitting with somebody begin? I mean, um, I know it's always different. But. It's 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 different. I mean, sometimes it's months. Like the last the last woman that I spent time with as she transitioned, she was um, young. She was in her early thirties, and um, she had been coming to see me in my home. Um, for about three months prior to her passing away. And then once she was unable to leave her home, I visited her in her home uh, every day, I would say, for about a week. Hmm. That's pretty wild because you're building such a relationship in that time. Very, very intense. With kind of you know where that intention is going type mm-hmm. of thing. Like yes. That's got to be crazy. And we should do a podcast episode about that, but it would have to be a completely different podcast. Yeah. Although it is a relationship. Yeah, we could totally is. approach that in a relationship perspective and even maybe have some questions that we can answer with Jenny's expertise. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I do sit with couples. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, part right, of that, her husband was sure. a huge part of that process. Oh, huh. we would love to hear more about that. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's... 
Maybe that's the podcast. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but we, I, I, we have Kat. I convinced Joel. To, yeah. Yes. I convinced Joel to have Jenny on today because Jenny, the way I know Jenny is that she is, um, an expert in the feminine principle. And so that's what I've been studying with her because she's also a coach and a teacher. Um, and we've been doing this deep dive into femininity and what that means relationally, spiritually, physically. And I thought it would be really awesome to have her come on the show and talk about the masculine and the feminine in relation to relationships. And our regular listeners will remember that, yes, Kat has mentioned this in many, if quite a few questions that we've answered and, and spoken to this a little bit. But why not get the professional, yep. the pro, to come in and give us just uh, maybe a little bit more insight. And we're going to do something crazy today. We're not going to have any questions from our listeners. That's going to happen again next week. But um, uh, you can still send us questions or comments or anything to I do and I don't show at gmail.com or on social media, I do and I don't show. And Jenny, you're on social media. I am on social media. Why don't we just throw that out there right now? Yeah, at Jenny Arndt on Instagram. So and how do we spell Arndt? A-R-N-D-T. D-T. That's the, it's not just Arndt the way like I aren't going to do that you know yeah. when people say that, I aren't that's not the way it's spelled no. there's a d and there's not a d an in e. there and only one vowel and yeah there's the one vowel so um perfect um so what are we gonna like, how are we gonna crack on with this cat well I think it would be good to start with just an explanation of what the masculine and the feminine essentially is I think it'd be interesting if you apply it to cat and my dynamic because we um you lied earlier off the off mic and said you listen to the podcast and uh, I think it'd be interesting <laughs> to sort of speak to our dynamic how masculine is cat because I've always thought of her as very masculine, and how feminine am, <laughs> am I? You know, because I know that there you can have masculine and feminine in a man and or woman, vice versa. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I did not lie. <laughs> you I have did. listened to, it. I but that would, I think that'd be it, it'd be interesting to me. Uh, can you speak to the dynamic of masculine <clears throat> and feminine the way you, uh, I guess, think of it? Using us, absolutely. And use I, me, Jenny. I'll, me. I'll use you all the way. So, when we were getting ready for this podcast, mm-hmm. we were discussing the podcast, mm-hmm. and I, there was this beautiful moment of the masculine and feminine working together because Kat wanted to freestyle this podcast, mm-hmm. rap. She wanted to freestyle rap the whole podcast. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> and Joel was a little bit concerned and wanted to create a container for our time together and structure. Format, baby. Right. And so this, the mass, so one of the, one of the analogies I use for the masculine and feminine is that the feminine energy, because this is what we're talking about, energies that are within ourselves and within the natural world, the feminine is like a river mm-hmm. and the masculine is the riverbed. And so we have them both within ourselves, but then we have, we're, we're usually lean more in one direction or the other. So in the situation between the two of you, the river, Kat's river wanted to just flood the plains and your riverbed was like, no, 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 we need to like give it some let's structure. Let, let's focus. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that's not the only metaphor we can think for the masculine and feminine, because that sounds like the feminine is moving and the masculine just stays stagnant. Almost. Is that uh, accurate? Yeah. The masculine doesn't stay stagnant. The masculine is, is, 
is consciousness. It is very still. Mm-hmm. The, the, the feminine moves, the masculine stays still. And again, I guess that's not to say all men just sit around and, and <laughs> just stay there and don't kind of progress, but the feminine, the, any, the, only, the thing that's moving men forward is a feminine energy? Within themselves. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Because we all have, we have them all, we have them both. Right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I think you mentioned that there's a feminine energy in many, or feminine and masculine energy in many different uh, areas in nature and in the world. Yes. Can you speak to that more? I'm just curious where else we see it. I mean, obviously we see it in other animals, mm-hmm. but is there more of like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe not existential, but like a larger, like sort of like in trees. Mm-hmm. So we have the how I came to this initially is um, I'm a Chinese medicine practitioner, so I studied mm-hmm. uh, Chinese medicine for years and qigong. <clears throat> and in studying Chinese medicine, we learn the yin yang theory. We we treat the yin and the yang within people's bodies. Does everyone know what yin and yang is? I mean, I do, but I do too. But may- should maybe you? Maybe we can revisit. <laughs> For the yeah. people who don't know. Uh, if you can imagine, everyone's seen the yin-yang symbol, yeah. whether they've realized it or not. It's the circle mm-hmm. with the white side with the black dot and the black side with the white dot. Right. And yin and yang in Chinese philosophy is just a way to describe the two, the duality in, in our universe. Um, so the yin is the feminine and the yang is the masculine. So if, you, if we were to look into the natural world, that the things that are yin, the earth is yin, feminine. Uh, the moon is yin, water is yin. Uh, yang is the sun, it's fire, it's air. And then we can get really granular and take it down to something like a tree and look at, uh, like the seed would be yin. And then this, the, the bud would be yang. So it's like... Is this in Chinese philosophy or uh, yes. understanding, or that's th- this is a ch- the Chinese way of? Yeah, this is Chinese right. philosophy. Yeah, I wonder why. Like, I we all call Earth Mother Earth, but like, I guess because it gives life. I guess that's why we would think of it as a feminine energy. Yeah, and even in in Chinese medicine, they don't really. It's not about like women and men. It's yin is an is like a quality. Mm. So yin is dense. But you're, you're applying it to male and female or, or feminine and masculine, which is, yeah. It's like one way to apply yin and yang. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not the only way. Right. Yeah. But this is what you're, what we're talking about here. And, uh, okay. So, and, but why is one thing, like, why is the air, would you, you'd say air is masculine. And yang. Yep. But why? Because it's less dense. Um, it's less, it's more, again, if you think of like the container as the masculine, as a container, it's, it's, it's Mm. more, um, it's less, there's less density where the feminine has more density. So, uh, so now we're going to apply it to cat and I, (laughs) um, so you're calling me dense. (laughs) No, I'm less dense. You're less dense. dense. I'm the dense one. You're dense. (laughs) Finally. I feel like we established that eons ago though, didn't we? Like. That was episode 29. Yeah. Easily. Easily. But in relationships, like to take the two of you, and again, it's not, we're not just talking about romantic relationships and all Mm -hmm. relationships, 
we have this play between the masculine and feminine. Even if there's like two guys or two girls? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what I have observed with the two of you mm-hmm. in your podcast is that I would say that Kat does hold the feminine most of the time and you hold the masculine. But then the beautiful thing is that we're never going to be always in one. So then you kind of change it up. And, and that's where it's all about polarity. So when we, we want polarity, when we, want, when we have chemistry, polarity is essential. So if it were, when we have two uh, women or two people in their feminine, there's no polarity. So it's, I don't want to say it's flat, but it's like there's a certain quality. But when we have like sparks in chemistry, whether it's sexual chemistry or just electric an electric quality mm-hmm. to something, you have to have the polarity. So Kat and Joel, you know, she may be in her feminine and you're in your masculine and there's this energy that's attractive and magnetic and then you might shift. Um, in, in what, in what uh, senses? Like, I feel like, um, you know, I often introduce the podcast. I'm, I'm often a little bit more like um, I keep the structure... Mm-hmm. intact a little bit <laughs> is that that's masculine yes energy. masculine is all about direction the feminine has no interest in direction the feminine is depth okay so that's what cat brings depth all Both the depth to the incredible depth <laughs> in emotion but then you might get emotional about something mm, i get uh sometimes Im- impassioned uh, if i think something's really dumb that's the only time? <laughs> That's the only time I've seen <laughs> so far. Usually it's like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That's sort of the, uh, the and I get very, very impassioned. Okay. Well, and when you get impassioned, do you, do you cry on the podcast ever? I've never cried. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Just a lot of laughter. Um, so when you get emotional, any emotion, that would be you and your feminine. Mm. And so then Kat would probably shift. You're right. Kat has been feminine because she her eyes have watered. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I've had all she, the feels. She gets very emotional generally throughout the whole podcast. So that's that's very true. So we do stay within our uh, traditional lanes. Is that a song? Can yeah, I word traditional. It that way? Yeah. yeah, I don't feel like there have been many moments where we've shifted out of that, actually. That dynamic. Mm-hmm. That's nice to know because I always... You know, I, I'm not always the most masculine man, but I guess I am pretty manly. <laughs> You're very manly. Very, very Like, I don't manly. really work out or anything like that, but I guess I am still pretty manly. <laughs> but this is the thing. So there's the false feminine and the false masculine. This is where misunderstanding makes things very confused. Right. And go, I think this go, is the By problem. the way, go on. I'm, I'm just going to talk like this for, for the rest <laughs> of the podcast. But yeah, go on. Uh, misdiagnosing what? The false the feminine false and masculine feminine. was a really interesting point for me when you t- started to talk about that because I'd never realized that that was a thing. I think it's the biggest issue yeah. um, in relationships and just in also like self-actualization. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, there's all this talk of toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. But, but masculinity in its divine nature is the op- there's nothing toxic about it, but it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, toxic masculinity is false masculine where, um, and I want to go back for a second and just say that just because someone's a man doesn't mean they're m- masculine in nature. It, most mm-hmm. of the time men are masculine and women are feminine, but there are you know, moments where that isn't the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's becoming much more prevalent now that we have we're kind of blurring the lines of gender. Mm. But um, <clears throat> false masculine is, is that 
Like you can have a man. I remember years ago when I was working as a massage therapist, shiatsu therapist specifically, and I went to uh, the mixed martial arts show and I had my table set up there. I had this little umbrella and I was treating people, giving people 10 minute treatments. And all of these dudes were coming like, with their muscles and big mm. and like losers, give me lots of pressure. Yeah, who needs like, those give muscles? me the elbow? Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know they Dig wanted in, they baby. wanted they wanted the pressure yeah. and they would lay on the table and I would like touch them with my finger and they would be like, "That's too much," you know. Um, Strong fingers, <laughs> very. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the so big like the masculine has nothing to do with how you look or your muscle size or anything like it's that. It's this energy. It's thing. the energy. And, and one thing that I thought of uh, when you were talking about uh, the trade-off of uh, dynamic and masculine and, and feminine, uh, I've, I've found in some fun, maybe more fun relationships that I've had or, or better relationships, I don't know, um, where, you know, if one person is maybe doing sort of like negative sort of cutty sort of jokes, you know, or some of the, then the other one takes the role of being maybe the more positive person and... and you know, and in the same way, if someone is like in the bad bad mood, you can't have the other one also in the bad mood with them. You know, then you're two miserable people. Exactly. But you kind of offset that with it's not that bad type of thing. And is that kind of a dynamic sort of masculine feminine thing as well, or am I just applying it to an incorrect thing? No, that's correct. And I I think the the. Oh, how do I how do I go here? Because this is really the the conversation around relationships, romantic relationships, and the masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, because the feminine is the depth and the emotion. So the bad mood is going to be whoever's in their feminine. Right. And so if and the issue I see is that men are stuck in their feminine. And so often in relationships, the man and the woman are in their feminine, and then the woman leans into the masculine to get shit done, or, or just because the polarity has to be there. Right. Um, so the, the more fun relationships is because the polarity's there. So if somebody's in right. a bad mood, or in their feminine, and again, men can shift there and they should, then the, the other partner shifts into the masculine to hold that and be like, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to hold all of your whatever's going on. Right. But if you have somebody in a bad mood and the other person's like, but I want to be in a bad mood. Right. Now everyone's in their feminine. Just and a couple of crying girls. Just Yeah, the river's <laughs> flooding the plains. It's just a bunch of crying <laughs> girls. Too much river. <laughs> so but before we get into the relationship part, I think if we can just spend a little bit more time in definition, because what I'm hearing is that this is not tied to gender, right? No. The energy of the feminine is not specific to women. And the energy of the masculine is not specific to men. And the qualities of each is not attached to any way that we necessarily identify gender roles either. Um, and so for people who are non-binary or gender fluid, they can spend time moving through either of those energies as well. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so when you say false feminine, can you give me some examples of what the false feminine looks like? Um, there's... In my mind, there's two kind of avenues you could take the false feminine. There's what I would call the princess and the maid. And it's all about the way I look at the false feminine versus the feminine is it's about how we get power. So when we are in our true feminine, we, don't, we are in our power. 
So we don't need to do anything to get our power. We are powerful. Mm -hmm. The feminine energy is extraordinarily powerful. If I don't know how to access that, and I've never had role models in my life to show me how to be in my true feminine, then I'm going to have to find ways to get power. So if I were a princess, for instance, I would be... um, The princess false feminine is like using my beauty and sex to get what I want Mm -hmm. uh, in a manipulative way. Uh, And we all slide into these places. I do it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or throwing tantrums, um, you know, using emotional games, just being a princess. And uh, the princess is really um, colludes. So it's like, I don't want that. Right. A non-collaborative. It's all about like, I don't want this. Um, I want this and I'm going to get it. And then using, um, using their, the femininity in this way that's not real and powerless really, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a manipulation. So there's going to be problems. Right. The maid, on the other hand, is um, if I'm good and I do things for everybody, and I serve, I will get what I need. Mm. I'll get my needs met. So it's almost like a martyring quality. Exactly. And so what does the true feminine look like then? The true feminine is um, I can get what I need myself, first mm. of all. So I don't need to get it from others or trick others. And, and I am solid in myself enough to intuit my way through life instead of having to kind of grab for things. Like I can stand in myself and what I need will come to me. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about the sperm and the egg analogy? Because I love that one so much. Yes, I was, you read my mind. I was just <laughs> going to go there. So the, the, best, the best way to look at masculine and feminine is really the egg and the sperm because that is the, the purest form of these two energies. Because we are talking about the masculine and feminine is the energy of life. It's like this is what creates life. Mm -hmm. So the egg is the feminine and the sperm is the masculine. And, you know, for me, when I, when I am slipping into my false feminine, which I do all the time, Mm -hmm. I, my thing is like, Jenny, just be the egg. Like just, I I remember that. um, That's kind of like my measure. Am I being the egg or am I not being the egg? And the egg doesn't move. The egg spins in its place and it sends out um, it resonates. It sends out, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a signal. Mm-hmm. And then the sperm moves towards it. So being in the feminine is not about going to get anything. The feminine just is in the feminine and, and, and is in that energy and then allows whatever is coming towards it to come towards it. Mm-hmm. And you've used the word receptivity, which I really like to... The egg is receptive. Receptive, yeah. And then also I loved when you talked about the idea that uh, like the egg, despite the fact that it's still, it's incredibly powerful because really only one sperm usually can get through despite the millions that are coming at it. So it's not to be confused with being in a powerless position, that resting place. Exactly. And I think that's the confusion. I mean, our society, I think it's it's a societal wound. We feel... We all feel that the masculine is the way to be. That's mm-hmm. how we've been taught. Yeah. Uh, at, at least that's how I was taught. That action meant success, meant value. Um, and so for me, in my process of really coming into my feminine, it was realizing that 
being receptive didn't mean doing nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not a non-action. It's a different type of action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's turn it over to Joel for a minute so he doesn't get lonely over there. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what I'm thinking about, were you going to ask? Were you, were, were, well, I was going to talk about the false masculine and what that looks like. But what I, I but, want, want to um, just highlight for a second, just to un- fully understand it, is that, um, you know, you because Kat's been talking about uh, leaning into her true feminine mm-hmm. and her feminine energy. And it does sound like... Uh, the true feminine is something that women or females would, you know, try to um, be or, or uh, embody. But can I embody the true feminine as a man who's, as we've learned, primarily masculine? Because we, we're, we're talking about these terms like they're interchangeable and that energy is ever flowing. But then at the same time, I feel like there is an element of like, women should lean into their femininity? Where does that, what, where does, how does that work? It's like um, for you as a masculine man, mm-hmm. you're going to want, you're going to feel your best and most powerful when you're in your masculine most of the time. Right. So you will access your femininity when you need to, when you need to feel something, when you need to connect with your heart to a person or a situation, mm-hmm. there would be that's when you would access your femininity. But most of the time, you're going to want to be in your masculine. Just a traditional dude. Just a yeah, just a mm. dude with your muscles and your low voice. <laughs> that's but right. The yeah. and, and vice versa for the feminine. Like for me, I, if I'm a, if I'm in my feminine all the time, which I actually could really get into, mm-hmm. I would get nothing done. Like my, I would just be like dancing in the fields and whatever. I need to access my masculine to achieve goals during my, during my day. Right. Mm-hmm. This is another uh, thing that uh, is tripping me up is the metaphor of the brook because in that metaphor, the, the, or the river is moving and the bed is still, but then in the sperm egg metaphor, the egg is still and, and the, the sperm, sperm is moving. So... Are we just keeping them separate? No, no, it's, 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 it's the same. It's like, but it's tricky because the river bed mm-hmm. still gives direction to the feminine energy. Yeah. So they're it, steering it. It's basically. yeah. Um, like if the river bed didn't have, if the river didn't have the bed, it would, it wouldn't be moving. It would be like, it would uh, just, just, as you say, a flooded yeah. plane. So it, it's more about, the masculine is about direction and movement mm-hmm. and the feminine is about depth and but the feminine is moving as the river, not going anywhere in particular. Cause you're as a feminine, you're not moving towards something. You're mm-hmm. not, you're not trying for anything necessarily. Exactly. That's the masculine thing. Yeah. Okay. The feminine waits right. for things to come to her. So it'd be waiting in the field, but just, because the the masculine is pushing that energy together, it has to move. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so, and this is Solve where it gets that. really interesting <laughs> in relationships. Yes. Because the masculine leads the feminine. Yeah. So, can we like before we get into the relationship mm. part, just identify what the true masculine, masculine is yeah. versus false masculine? Yeah. So I haven't, and Kat and I have talked about this. I haven't really found a match to the princess and the maid in terms of terms for the false masculine. But I guess we could say, like, if the true masculine were a king, Mm -hmm. 
the false masculine would be like a knight. Mm -hmm. So a lot of bravado, a lot of proving, a lot of... Um, Talk and no action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like the, the martial artists, you know, I've got yeah. big muscles and I'm really strong and um, I'm bossy, you know, bossing others around yeah. in a way that is not... Um, that doesn't have leadership. Yeah, like ultra-aggressive just for the sake of being aggressive. Yeah. Well, I guess the the false masculine is probably what people are referring to when they talk about toxic masculinity. Yes. yes. Because it's Absolutely. not real masculinity. Yeah. It's that just gross sort of dumb thing that men have ended up doing probably because they... Just societal confusion maybe, mm. something like that. Well, because they're not in their masculine because what... Uh, I'm going to get myself into big trouble here. But what feminine, <laughs> feminism has done is it's created masculine women. Mm -hmm. So men have been emasculated by women for years. And so that has created... And then, so I think a lot of men have become disconnected with their masculine um, and don't know what that is. And so then they're like associating it with certain things. You know, abuse, an abusive man physically abusive, emotionally abusive, is, is the toxic masculinity that's very false. The masculine worships the feminine. True masculinity would never harm the feminine. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that would be an example of the false masculine. But these terms are, are, are wonderful and, you know, theoretical, and, but they don't mean anything unless they, we see them in practice. So you're talking about um, wh what that dynamic looks like in a relationship and what Kat's curious about is in the bedroom. Where do we see that? And actually, what did you, were you going to say something? <laughs> what? You were going to deny. No, I wasn't. I'm definitely <laughs> curious about it in the bedroom for sure, but I am super curious in relationship because I personally like do not want to enter into another romantic relationship uh, if I don't have a partner who's very willing to deep dive into knowing what this is all about. And be super masculine. And be like really Truly. open to owning their real masculine and, and appreciating the dynamic between the two. So do, you, do we, we want to hear a little bit about just relationship dynamics first, and then we'll get into juicy, hot, steamy sex dynamics. Sure. That's a, that's a good path to yeah, take. Yeah. Like what if we start with dating? Like how do you know, first of all, how do you approach dating from the true masculine, the true feminine? And how do you know that the dynamic you're creating with someone is, is in acknowledgement of that space in the way that it needs to be? Uh, that's a great question. I think first, I mean, I'm not a man, so I'll speak as a woman. Mm -hmm. um, if I want to be in a relationship with a man who is in his masculine, I must stay in my feminine. Mm -hmm. I can't leave it because what, if I don't, and I've had this experience myself in the past where I met a man and there was an attraction initially and then I leaned in and became the sperm. Mm -hmm. And so I went for it. And then I, what I ended up with was because maybe the man wasn't doing anything or wasn't acting enough for me. So then I created the action. But then I ended up in a relationship with a man who hadn't developed their masculine. So then I, so then the polarity was that I ended up being the masculine and he ended up being the feminine, right? which isn't what I want. So right. did you say, ah, you're just a little bitch and then leave the relationship? Yeah, I kicked him to the curb. <laughs> <laughs> this is exact but, quotes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but interestingly, um, uh, it, it seems like, so, so, cause 
you mentioned uh, feminism has made women lean into their masculinity a little harder and then emasculated men. But in that, there could be some women who are really comfortable with a lot of masculine energy and they got to find a little feminine boy and that could be a good relationship, arguably. It could be a great relationship, but I would argue that most women truly, deep down, do not want to be in their masculine. Okay. That's a huge statement. It is. I'm willing to make it. I'm willing to make it. And, you know, this made me think of you because I know we've talked about dating before since you were the person who was dating for most of our time together. Mm -hmm. And I was in relationship land. But I know you have said that you don't make the first move. Like you don't, you're not into doing that. So therefore, like if I'm in my feminine and I'm like, yes, I'm interested in you and then. It, it's a tricky, it's a tricky one. Well, I will, like we're talking about kissing. Right. We're talking about leaning in for that first kiss. Right. And, you know, I'm always nervous to make somebody uncomfortable or to, you know, be rejected, heaven forbid. Right. <laughs> That's for my ego. Yes. Um, so, I'm not saying I never would do that, but certainly, like, I'm if if I'm going to do it, there's got to be loud and clear signals. Talk about the egg; it's got to scream at me, right? And be like, "Yeah, I'm ready for it." You know what I mean? Yeah. But if it, but short of that, I'm really not going to like. I'm not charging in. Well, the masculine doesn't have to charge in, and and the egg can make like some pretty. Like splay, splay, get splay like, like, herself. Legs open. <laughs> splay. Just like put a leg up and be like, oh, you interested in anything you see here? I don't know what she's trying to tell me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And no underwear and just legs yeah, open. Right. Yeah. Straight up. Heaven. Yeah. 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 Pure heaven. So, but I think if we're to, so I think if we were to take the feminine and masculine in this situation, I would bet that if a woman were to lean back because the, the feminine is about leaning back. Mm-hmm. So if, if you were sitting with a woman and she were to lean back, but send her signal, you would lean in. Potentially. I mean, it's hard to know. Well, if, but if it was like the yeah. right situation, like yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, would yeah. feel comfortable making that move. Yeah. I and I, I know it, that has happened where I'm just like, okay, maybe we should put out a challenge to our listeners. Come over to my place. So like if, if you want to show Joel how you are in your mass in your feminine, then like hit him up and you can help him practice on his dynamic. If you want to show me how you are in your masculine, <laughs> I'm willing to engage in this experiment with you as well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in my case, of course, I will send sperm your way. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure where they're going to end up. Hopefully not anywhere near your eggs. Um, and Cad, what's your promise? <laughs> I will receive whatever you want to put out. I don't know. No, I can't promise that. But Just keep, keep your egg juicy. Yeah, that's I'll like keep it. my egg juicy. That's a good promise. Um, and yeah, that's it. Like dating, you know, I haven't really done that yet. But um, I have had people who are, you know, trying to start conversations and that sort of thing. And I'm really not pursuing anything aggressively, which I typically do. Mm-hmm. I go after things. And now I'm just like kind of hanging back and it's going really nowhere so yeah, I'm yeah. curious about that I'm, <laughs> this, is, this is the thing though like what does feminine as far as like leaning back and and not doing anything uh actually look like in like uh everyone's online uh chatting online like practical terms it, it can't mean you know 
this guy's putting all this effort trying to like what what do you and then just like very passively answering one like one line blah 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 like you have to engage for sure there's an engagement but it's like who um, who is saying let's go for coffee I mean what where are we finding like what what is see what's I, that I look would like? want the man to be the first to say let's meet up. It looks like who's making the first move. So yeah. if I were chatting with someone online, like let's say I was having like a month-long conversation with somebody and we're starting Don't to engage. Do, it's just, that's nice for you to say that, Jenny. Do not do that. <laughs> Don't have Meet a month Meet them long. way long before a month. <laughs> <laughs> do a, like a, a week-long conversation tops. But anyway, you, in your flawed description, in you my do a month-long, well, pointless I, conversation. I'm still figuring it out myself. So let's say I'm having a very pointless month-long conversation <laughs> online. You should listen to our podcast. It's a month long because you're waiting for the guy to do something. Well, you know, a, after a week, you should be like, hey, are we going to get together or not? I'm out of here. But see, but this is the thing. But you can't. So if, if I did that, <laughs> then... I, this is, okay, go on. If I, if I did that, then I would and possibly end up with a feminine man. Yeah. Um, but that, that said, you're not acting disinterested, right? Not at all. Like you're engaging in conversation. Yeah, and having lots of conversation. And like maybe a little bit of flirtation as well. So lots of flirtation. It's clear that there's an interest. Yeah. And then, I feel there's plenty of guys out there who are just they they're not gonna yeah put, they're not gonna even they're not maybe not even that interested in literally getting together maybe they're getting together with another person at the time and they're just like so it's hard to say what that uh, all entails like why it's not they're not just saying let's go grab a coffee but I mean it's insane if, but I I can say like I need if I'm gonna be in a relationship or dating someone I need the man who's gonna be like I want to meet you in person when can we do this yeah like I mean I've always been pretty like let's get off the app yeah come on let's move it yeah that's good and I get a lot of like I'd really rather just take some time to just talk and just <laughs> make sure you're not a serial how are you gonna make sure I'm not a serial killer through conversation? Like, oh, I slipped up. Good thing you talked to me for a month because I ended up saying the body's in my basement. Oh, I mean, oh, shit. You know, like, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But anyway, um, we're not talking about that. But <laughs> but I wanted to say to this, because it is tricky. Yeah. It's not yeah. a simple thing. But it's like, uh, to back to my flawed one-month chit-chat online, if I think of something that is related to this person that I want to share, mm -hmm. I can be like, hey, I saw this today, whatever. Like that's that would me be me be me engaging with this person, but if I'm always initiating a conversation, mm -hmm. yes. that's yeah. where it becomes I'm in my masculine now because I'm the one, and and he's responding all the time, but I'm the one that's like starting the fire. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to. But at the same time, it literally is impossible to be the other way because no man, as far as I can understand it, is going to be interested in always having to start the conversation too. No, they, and they, I, I don't women think... Women certainly has it. No, and I know yeah. like in a real relationship, but even at the beginning... Even online, like, no. I've, I've, I'm constantly being the one that's like... And even like uh, uh, contributing to push the conversation forward, which is interesting because right. you can always respond or even go... Like, but yeah, until you're you're the one that's going like, oh, and, and what do you feel about this other thing or let me start this topic, mm -hmm. you know? If it's like, okay, I'm 
I'm carrying all the weight here. Yeah, like, this no, person is just not interested. That's how that exactly. Yeah. Like one person or the other shouldn't be driving the ship. Yeah. Completely. So the feminine masculine energy certainly does have to ebb and flow, even within that. Early it does. Dynamic. Even within a conversation, yeah. it does. Yeah. You know, and once it it should feel like a, a tennis match, like a really good tennis match. Mm-hmm. Like once it gets going, then the chemistry's there and it's back and forth. And it there should, feel should like be our some podcast. love there. Whoa. <sighs> Oh, we both said completely different things. <laughs> but did we? Harshly, like vastly, vastly, <laughs> almost dangerously different things, Kat. I just heard love. I didn't hear what you said. I said it was just like our podcast. Oh. <laughs> I was making a pun on tennis and Kat is going to misconstrue it. Um, okay, she's crying again. <laughs> they're, they're like laughing tears. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that was a good pun, Joel. Sorry. Um, yeah, so dating dynamics, challenging in the masculine and feminine for sure. Very. But is there, a, the, the question I had uh, through this was, is there, um, I mean, I, I have a feeling you don't have enough of a, uh, a base to make a comment on this necessarily because you wait a month to meet someone, but, and apparently no one's wanted to meet you, but um, <laughs> but I wonder sure if the, the early... Um, conversation dynamics do speak to the actual relationship dynamics because online is such a ridiculous thing. Yeah, just text, and you know, there's so like you're getting more than one match, and you're you're not where you're not sure where you should invest your time and energy. You know, that's a good point because yeah, this this, this what seems feminine might just be like how much am I supposed to invest, and then. You know, later on, you find actually it's quite a masculine person, or vice versa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone might have to kickstart it with a little bit more masculine energy on the feminine side. You know what I mean? But that may not. Like I don't know. It's hard. Like to, what are red flags to look for? I guess to if like in the early stages of dating and getting to know someone that they may not be solidly and in not their, necessarily online. We're talking when yeah. you start actually meeting them and you're and you're spending time with them. I think the, I think to speak to what you just said, there is mm-hmm. going to be an element. Like, there's also can be like someone who's shy and who right. is very masculine. Right. But and and so it's being sensitive and compassionate to those things as well. Yeah. But I would say that the dynamics, the early dynamics of a relationship, what I've learned in my own experience, are indicative of what the relationship's going to be like. Mm-hmm. So, in a dating situation where you've left the online forum and now you're actually dating in person if you are as a woman if you're the one that's always initiating that's always making plans um that's you know even driving going to the person like if 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 a man's if i'm always going to the man Mm -hmm. like to their house to their neighborhood to their whatever now that's like no 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 okay but what if you you the man lived in a house like mine and uh, you lived in some dump somewhere. Like, come over. Like, I don't want to have to go to your place. Do you have dogs? Like, I don't want to be in that. They're going to bark at me. Right. You know, they're biting. By the way, they're biting at me. Just right. come over to my place. There's no, I mean, there's a yeah, I mean, dust, if, if there's no if, hair on the floor. If this is a situation, then sure, I think come to Joel's because it's a hot pad. But maybe what would be more kind is for you to go to like a restaurant by her house. Okay. Yeah, I guess I could do that. Because you're, you're the sperm to mm. go to the egg. Yeah, that's if true. I'm always coming to 
<laughs> I know it sucks. I if, always if coming. I'm always coming. It's such. <laughs> if a I'm drag. always coming, it's such a bummer. <laughs> well, uh, stay away from me. And I no, think just, I think too, if if like if he's got a way nicer home and you are more frequently there, there are ways to offset that. Like he could make amazing food or get like gorgeous takeout and just make it like clearly also put an effort into it. Yeah, effort yes. is important, and and but effort is masculine yes effort is masculine so yeah. we need masculine on both sides but the if you want a man that's masculine he you he he's forced to put in more effort i feel like that should be an equal playing field it can be though like once you start to see that he is like rising to it and leading then mm-hmm. you're gonna step into that and it's is it, there a way to put effort in, in with feminine energy absolutely yeah being in the feminine yeah yeah, but what uh, does know, that look like? That looks like um, cooking. Cooking it can, does it? It can. It can. 100%. Yeah, nurturing, nourishing, um, dancing, dancing, movement. I mean, w- wiggling that tushy. Wiggling. Yep, mm-hmm. twerking, twerking is is feminine. Absolutely very feminine. feminine. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta write that down. <laughs> twerking is feminine. Okay, so this is this is this is the highlight of the twerking is actually feminine. It is. Yeah, it falls under the feminine category. <laughs> uh, it's well, but it's true. It actually is true. In all seriousness, the feminine is everything from the neck down. Go the body. on, <laughs> like my penis. No. <laughs> or on a woman. Yeah, if, <laughs> the feminine lives here. If your penis were on a woman, it would be feminine. <laughs> but the feminine is from the face down. Like in a woman, especially if a woman has a beard. Right. <laughs> if I in a woman, my feminine energy. Is in my body, mm. not in my head. But there's could be some masculine energy in your body if you're if your cards have been played. If, right. Yeah, <laughs> if you if finally meet someone well. after that long yeah. month long uh, conversation. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's talk about because we're talking about bodies. We're talking about um, uh, hardcore super sex. Um, <laughs> so how does the uh, feminine and uh, masculine energy uh, play out there? And let me ask you a question that I've been thinking about, uh, and it really works with this conversation. It was an article I read, and it made me very, very angry. And I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but if I have, I apologize. I, maybe I haven't. Um, but it was one of these stupid think pieces, <laughs> which spoke about um, it, it spoke to men giving women pleasure like oral pleasure or whatever, but uh, and making them orgasm and how that feeds their toxic masculinity and how they do that and they do it for themselves. They do it for their ego and it isn't a, really about the woman. It was, it, was, it was taking away the, like, it was taking away the idea that you can receive pleasure by giving pleasure that that was somehow incorrect and toxic masculinity. And I'm like, I don't know if I if there's any woman out there who's like, I suck dick exclusively. Well, there's some people maybe that don't enjoy it, but I feel like the by and large, they enjoy it because they're giving pleasure and it makes them feel good to give that pleasure. I mean, you guys can speak to that. Mm-hmm. But I got so angry because I was like, yeah, I enjoy giving that pleasure. But I didn't think that I was wrong to enjoy it. 
I, I think that's absurd. But that that is it's it's in, along those lines of a sort of a feminist uh, narrative. I, I think. Yeah, I mean, I I oppose that completely. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. it's Same. like the feminine feeds the masculine. Right. So, um, a, like a woman's pleasure is her being in her feminine. Like when you said, what's the effort for being in the feminine? One is experiencing pleasure because that actually, I don't want to say it's like a gift to the masculine, but mm -hmm. it, it's, it gives energy to the masculine. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's a crazy, that was a crazy It's a, it's a crazy idea. It was a crazy article and I, and I was like, sitting there with my hands like poised at the keyboard I wanted to you know it was somebody had shared it on Facebook and I was just like like I wanted to lose like I was losing my mind and I, I thought better of it I'm not gonna jump into this stupid conversation but um it sounds like clickbait actually it's not it well I don't know it was nonsense is yeah. what it was but it, it like somebody shared it like it was a thing that they thought made sense I was like what can, what can we do Get a, what can we do as men? We can't give women pleasure now without, but you know, I, I unless think we don't is... feel good about it. I don't know what, what we're supposed to feel. But but you just use that as a jumping off point about like masculine and feminine energy. In the bedroom. We're allowed, men are allowed to be masculine and women are allowed to be feminine. Well, that's the only time you have good sex. So, so any feminine and any masculine energy from what would be masculine energy from a woman in the bedroom? I mean, that's where things can get interesting. Once you're in a relationship where you trust each other, then yeah. you can play around with those energies. Mm -hmm. Where the the man might be like, I, you know, I want to be in my feminine, um, which would look like him receiving the fem the woman. So she would like push him on the bed and take mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. That would be the woman leaning into her masculine and, and and switching it. That's not normal, just on top stuff, but that's more aggressive on top. Like if a woman's on top, is she in her masculine? Mm. She's riding. I don't know what she's holding on to here. I've got <laughs> the, the collar. <laughs> holding it for some. He's still wearing a shirt. I just made sort of fists holding. Anyway, um, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I have to I think guess about it's that. In the mood. I think it depends on what is happening energetically. Yeah, mm -hmm. like you can be on top and still be really soft and right, right, yeah, right, right, right. And or you could be very aggressively on top. Yeah, you could be on. You could be riding and in your feminine. Yeah. yeah. Now, is there an idea? This is interesting. So, like, um, I'm going to get really specific here with this on top thing. <laughs> Go for it. Um, so, if a woman is on top and she is. Um, moving in such a way that's very sensual in order to give the man pleasure. So you can just see, like, it, it's it's very much for him. Right. Um, hold that thought. We're going to find out what that is. Okay. And then, on the other hand, if she's, like, right on the thing, grinding it so that she can come, which is her pleasure. Right. But she's, like, it's a different reason she's doing what she's doing yeah what are they both feminine is one masculine is one feminine um i would say the grinding is yeah. masculine that's masculine she's taking that dick she's taking it and she's she's gonna she's, she's gonna going come for on it. it that's her thing she's in her masculine yeah yeah so she she's in because control. also then the man is like vulnerable 
mm-hmm. right? But there's her. a there's a su- subcategory of feminine there because she's still receiving pleasure. Yes, we, but a man receives pleasure in sex and is masculine. Not when you're grinding too hard. That's just, <laughs> that's just a lot of work, baby. Well, we don't want to break the no, penis, right? Like it's gotta... always nice. It's always fun. Um, <laughs> don't break the D. Don't break the D. But then the other one where she's, you know, moving around and, and very sensual and, and just like, ooh, look at all the places. Look at all the nooks and crannies I can fit you in. Um, that's... <laughs> What's going on in there? Yeah, it's like, whoop, look, what's what's this angle? Ooh, what's over here? Ooh, what's over? Anyway, um, obviously it's a little bit more fluid than that. But uh, that's feminine or masculine? That she's she's still in control there, but she's she's. Uh, I think that's all masculine. That's all. I masculine. think so. I think huh. I don't know. I'm not. I, I I never really thought of the writing so deeply before. Well, but though deeply, I like that. That's an innuendo. <laughs> but but so um, she's part of the team already. Yeah. But I think it's all masculine. Okay. I do. I feel like... folks. Uh, When she's on top, she's a dude. But (laughs) because... So literal. Because it does go back and forth in Mm -hmm. sex. Ideally. Ideally, yeah. (laughs) So um, this is another thing that uh, may not go anywhere. Is uh, Actually, (laughs) this is another thing, comma, it may not go anywhere. I'm not saying there was other things in this conversation that haven't gone anywhere. Okay, good. Just to be clear. Thanks, Joel. Um, (laughs) But, uh, so I find it interesting. This is a thought that I've always had, which is that like, um, you know, a man is usually the more, uh, when we think of masculinity is a rougher, you know, more, uh, you know, what, what the, like powering through less, uh, sensitive, less, uh, whatever subtle. Mm-hmm. And then a woman is so beautiful, precious, sweet flower, blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, but if you're giving a guy head, I feel like that's a pretty, um, you can be fairly aggressive with it. You could smack the thing around. Like there's not a, you don't have to be particularly subtle with that, uh, you know, oral pleasure that way. But when a man is giving a woman oral pleasure, there's quite a bit of subtlety that has to go on there. Yes. There's the, the pacing issues and the, the pressing. How, how much are we pressing? Are we lighter? What does, the, what does she like? What am I doing with my fingers? So it's interesting that men have to be the sensitive, subtle, you know, uh, feels more feminine in, in performance than a woman in doing the same sort of, well, we're talking about oral pleasure. I think, yeah, that's a really interesting thing to consider. I feel like one thing that the feminine does for the masculine is it connects the masculine with the femi- their own feminine. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like maybe there's this element, and this is just like brand new information to me in this moment, of maybe there's this element of a man giving a woman oral pleasure. It's like he has to connect to his own sensitivity in a sense maybe and this is just blowing my mind he's literally having to connect to her feminine because he has to respond to her energy in order to give her the pleasure that she needs or wants or whatever you want to say so it feels like maybe it's less of his feminine energy but he's receiving hers through listening and paying attention and, and body language and things. And then she just has to choke on his dick later. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, like, is it this, is it, 
is it the flip of that? Like in order to give really good head to a guy, do I have to like get into my masculine, just fucking give her? I feel like that isn't a bad idea, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, if you're like, I mean, you don't want to reef on it. No, I feel like that might be a bit much. <laughs> but if you're like really like, you know, if we think about guys, you know, eating with their mouths open, smacking, slobbering all over the place, if you slobber all over a dick, great. Not everyone likes that, Joel. Okay, well, those guys are in their feminine. <laughs> <laughs> guys, true, true masculine guys. That's going to be my litmus like, test from Like here a on really in. sloppy BJ. Oh, dear God, help me. But uh, what do you feel about that? Sloppy BJs? <laughs> yeah, specifically that part. Why do you speak to that part? <laughs> I don't like slobbering. Um, I think this still, is... <laughs> that's why you're still on the internet. Um, <laughs> Jesus, Joel. I think this makes me, it, this draws me to like tantric sex, which mm. is a whole other conversation in sacred sex. This is where um, sex becomes sacred and interesting is it is the fusion of the masculine and feminine. Like it's not, there's fucking and then there, can I say that in here? Yeah. There, yeah. And then there, and then there's sacred sex and they're two very different things. And so absolutely a man has to merge with the feminine, with her feminine, because it's not just bodies, right? It's like two energies are like intertwining. Right. So I think you're right. Uh, is there a sacred sex dating app? Because that's, that's the sex I want to have. Yeah. Keep from here on in. The merging, the yeah. union. Yeah, that's like, that's all I'm into anymore. I mean, if we can convince the sacred sect, sex sect, that sloppy BJ's are the way to go, then I want to be in on that too. But they can be. This yeah. is it. Like if you are so beautifully energy, energetically connected to your partner, you can do whatever you want. It's like a fucking wonderland to explore. Yeah, there's no as barriers. Mayer, as John Mayer would say. John. <laughs> Speaking of Johns, I think this is a really good time to mention John Wineland. Yes. Who Jenny also introduced me to. He's an internet personality, but he speaks a great deal about the masculine and the feminine uh, in relationship and in sex. And he talks a lot about dark sexuality too, which mm -hmm. I wanted to touch on today. Mm -hmm. Dark sexuality? Yeah, which is that basically is when you're like kind of pushing the limits a bit in your sexual dynamic with your partner, but you feel safe in exploring that because you are so deeply connected on an energetic level and on a sexual level um, and how that can be a really powerful dynamic to introduce into your relationship as well. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I think it's an, I mean, erotic fantasy is like a really deep, complicated place for people mm -hmm. because a lot of our kinks come from trauma. Yeah. Um, and you know, Spoken of that. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, I dated a man years ago that had a deep sexual trauma from his childhood and I did that I didn't know about, but then it kept coming up. Um, in sex in a dark way. Mm -hmm. um, but then when we had a, we developed trust and we were together for a long, longer period of time, long enough to have trust. Um, and there was this really interesting thing that happened where we could explore it in a safe way. And it was very healing. Mm. Um, and again, this is where fucking and sex, sacred sex, there's a difference. It's like you can have when there's no boundaries and there's trust, then nothing's bad, yeah. right? And it's like if you've had sexual trauma when you're a five-year-old boy that you have shame about, 
that's a really tender place. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where this gets really interesting. Yeah. And beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And we've just scratched the surface of these ideas, but um, I think we should talk about where else. So you were talking, it was John Wyland. John Wineland. Wineland. Yeah, Wineland. Yeah, W-I-N-E-L-A-N-D. And he's on all over the web. Google. He, he's on yeah YouTube. You can find him. It was interesting. I posted a video of his that I quite liked, and mm. the backlash from my female friends was off the hook. Like they were like, "This guy's disgusting. We hate him." Oh, I think I remember <laughs> yeah. that. Okay, I remember yeah. you posting that, and I, I watched it. And found but it I I, I like sure. what he's saying personally. But the, are there more resources or other uh, places to look for to get deeper into this? Uh, this thought do you have a blog or something like that um i'm i do not have a blog i'm currently building my website mm-hmm. which i think i've been saying for the last 12 months <laughs> you need some dude to come along and do it for I you i do i need my, my river needs a where's your masculine energy to get that done it's not here um so yes because i'm in my feminine i don't have a website yeah but i am on instagram um and i am on facebook currently right. jenny aren't with a d r n DT we already mentioned. Are there other resources that we should point people towards? Well, Jenny's got a host of books and stuff that can be explored, and she's going to share that with us so we can post it in the comments. And okay, we'll, we'll have that in page. the write-up of the uh, thingy. And yeah, and I think, blog. you know, like, I don't know if you would be willing to come back, but maybe if we do get some specific listener questions about the feminine and masculine principles. Yeah, if you guys have questions this. about what we were talking about today or, or things that, and it can be directly to Jenny really, or us and, uh, and just say like, uh, what, what about this? What about that? Maybe things that we didn't touch on. Um, send them to I do and I don't show at gmail.com or, uh, DM us on our social meds, Facebook at I do and I don't show. And then Instagram at the same thing. And, uh, and yeah, we could have Jenny back and answer them questions in podcast form. Uh, yes, I'd be happy to do that. Do um, you have any closing thoughts? Um, I think that this is, um, I think this is really important conversation, mm-hmm. um, not just for relationships, but for our kids. Mm-hmm. Like I have two boys, um, under the age of 11 and, the I see that dynamic play with them, and I think um, this is a place where we can really. I think it's the biggest issue, the, this imbalance in the feminine and masculine. Mm. So I, I like that we're talking about it. Awesome. And we do want to learn more about this. The the death. What was what was the term you used for? Not death giver. That's what I said. So what was <laughs> I'm, the, not, I'm not killing people. Death dealer. Death, death dealer. dealer. Interesting. Uh, dynamic that must be um so wonderful well thanks for coming on the show jenny thank you so very welcome really jenny. thanks it. for having me and uh thank you guys for listening and i'll just say one last thing which is hold hands it's just nice to hold hands <laughs>